I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. And I'm Chris Susie. And today we have Kenna with us from Haunted Savannah Paracon. So, hello, hello. Yes. So uh, Kenna's here to not only talk about the Paracon that is coming up this weekend. It's going to be Friday and Saturday of this week, correct? Yep. yep. September fifteenth and sixteenth. Yep. So um, we are going to talk a little bit about that, but we're also going to do a my favorite ghost story, which is always a fan favorite. Yes, we. Oh. We love the para, uh, para junkie or the para junkies love the um, the my favorite ghost stories. So we try to make them as much as we can. Um, so we'll definitely get into some of your really interesting stories that I know you've already mentioned. But uh, before we do that, I do want to uh, say thank you to all the new para junkies that we have. Um, we've gotten some a ton of y'all recently, so this is really exciting. Um, but if you or on the fence of becoming a para junkie, definitely consider doing so. You get everything ad free. You get it like way before everybody else. Um, you get private live streams. We are constantly talking to the para junkies on Patreon, um, so you get to see a little bit in our inside our daily life as well. But <laughs> yes, you and get, we take you along on ghost hunts. We do. All, we do all, all manner of interesting things, all ad free. All ad free. There's um, para junkie exclusive merch. There's all sorts of good stuff. Um, so definitely consider becoming a para junkie over on Patreon. Um, and we also now have a yearly subscription option, which is super exciting. Patreon just added that actually, and so it saves you a little bit of money because just uh, set it and forget it. Exactly. Uh, we just got our first yearly subscriber right when the new feature got added, so that was super exciting. Um, but yeah, if that floats your it's an option now um but yes anywho let's go ahead and dive right on into um my favorite ghost story but also um kenna do you want to tell us a little bit about the paracon and like what our listeners if they want to come to it would expect from the weekend um let's see where do we even start um so start off with saturday the paracon we have some really cool special guests that i've been following for a while and love watching on tv um if you like shows like ghost hunters alien highway expedition bigfoot i they're really cool guests really cool stories that they're going to be sharing um so saturday september 16th 10 a.m to 5 p.m you can see chip coffee he's an amazing let me tell you what He's going to be doing a two-hour uh, psychic medium gallery reading here at the That's Paracon. Awesome. If you are skeptical, like I ask any skeptic, if you're skeptical or if you have been wanting to connect, don't miss this. He, I have left crying three different times from watching his gallery readings. He is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then we have guests, Katrina Weidman. Um, she's a huge one. I was so excited when she said yes to the Paracon. She's um, one of the OGs from Paranormal State. She's been on Portals to Hell with Jack Osborne. 
she's, uh, what am I forgetting? Paranormal Lockdown. And now she's doing her own um, on YouTube, which is Travel the Dead. She's phenomenal. And I've got her dynamic duo sidekick, Heather Taddy. Mm-hmm. She's on a handful of shows, Alien Highway, Paranormal State, Portals to Hell, Mysteries Decoded. Mm, I think I might be leaving one off. Um, let's see. We I just hung out with her this past weekend. She is so much fun. She's like, super sweet. Yes, yeah. she's she's a blast, and she has the best clothing. Like, <laughs> I went home and decided I'm going to change my entire wardrobe because of how cute she looked. I was like, that is fashion, my friends. Uh, <laughs> and then we have Sherry Benedetti. She is from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Nation. Um, she's doing so. So along with the Paracon, I also have events like add-ons, so you can do different stuff with the special guests. So Sherry Benedetti. Um, is going to be doing the trolley ghost tour with us. And that's Friday night. Grayface, um, I'm just skipping around all over the place, but we're going to be doing um, Friday night. We'll have a VIP mixer. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> okay. Friday night, we're going to have a mixer at the Nest on River Street, and that's going to be all the special guests will be there. Um, and then... That will be 4.30 to 6.30, and that's a new restaurant. It's really cute. I love the setup. Um, So after that, then we'll be doing our trolley tour with Sherry. And then after that, we're going to be taking over the Grayface Oddities Museum, which hopefully y'all have been to. We we did an investigation. It's great. Oh, my gosh. It's intense. I love that place. I know. So much Kool-Aid in there. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I'm excited about that. So that's, I think, 9 to 11.30. So Katrina Weidman. Oh, I forgot one of my special guests. How could I? Also, Russell Accord from Expedition Bigfoot. He is like a G.I. Joe in, in real life. When you meet him, he is like the perfect Silver Fox G.I. Joe guy, and he has the <laughs> best stories. So, And I have a really good story for him about a Yeti wolf I saw I, I call it the Yeti Wolf. I don't know what right. it's called. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but we have we have a discussion uh, we need to have. But he'll be there at Grayface also. So we'll do an hour tour um, with in-house in the museum. And then we'll break away and do our own, like, investigation um, for, like, an hour and a half. And we'll, we'll rest. And Saturday will be the big event. So then that's the Paracon. And uh, during the Paracon, you can have lunch with the ladies of the paranormal, Katrina, Sherry, and Heather. And then afterwards is the Chip Coffee Gallery reading that I'm very enthusiastic about. And then that night, we will be doing um, full, lots of equipment. We'll have Heather Taddy leading a paranormal investigation at the um, a Savannah Haunting House, which oh, nice. I am ecstatic about. So we have like a, a full weekend of fun stuff that you can um, join in on. And at the Paracon, we'll have 30, 30 vendors, art, um, jewelry, ghost stuff, metaphysical stuff, equipment. There's I have a lot of really awesome vendors to check out. Um, and then lectures will be throughout the day from your special guests. You can hop in and see they'll be doing Q&As or sharing some of their personal stories. So there's really something for everybody. 
That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we've um, we've discussed a lot of the different um, places that y'all are going. So if you are wanting to actually go visit, uh, Mark's episode was like one of our very first episodes. Yeah, he was um, our first guest. Yeah, he was he? our first guest um, ever. Second guest, um, one, one of them. Oh, Eni was our first yeah, guest. Eni was our first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mark was the second, but regardless, um, we've had Mark back on to further discuss, you know, his house and his various experiences. I was actually called to that house um, during the filming in the pre, I'm actually in the movie. Um, <laughs> at the very tail end, they, they, they have all the people who were involved in, in the actual events of the house. And so, yeah, there it's, it's, it's an incredible location, an incredible spot. And Mark has great stories about it. So if you have been listening to those episodes and you want to see it in person, or if you watched, uh, if you're a pair junkie specifically, and you want to see the actual Graveface Museum in person and investigate it, uh, because we just scratched the surface of oh, that place. Yeah, there is absolutely. so much going on with it. Um, so maybe you guys could uncover something that we did not cover. Yeah. So it's... Um, and they have installed an Ed Gein... Yes. Like house yeah oh, i haven't seen that yet yeah. oh yeah. yeah it's um freaky uh i i'm actually my voice is in it um the <laughs> it's um i play the investigator that's um interrogating ed gein which is played by one of our friends chad, chad right. um and so it, it's a phenomenal little exhibit so yeah if you like true crime that's also something to um I guess pique your interest in going if you aren't already interested because of right. all the paranormal stuff. Um, but yeah, I can only imagine it's going to be just such a great weekend. And so I, I could definitely see all of our listeners having a great time with it. But And how many events of this nature do you like? So this is actually, this should be my fourth year doing the Haunted Savannah Paracon, but we had a pandemic. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So this is my second year. Um, I, so I wasn't even into the paranormal until like later on in life. I grew up, I, Chucky, Chucky ruined my life. Like, <laughs> I say it kiddingly now, but Chucky at five years old, I got invited to go watch Child's Play and you think you're going to watch some dinosaurs or something. Right. And watch this doll like chopping someone's ankle off and then getting melted in a thing. Yeah. incinerator and i had to go to therapy for three years because of oh, like no. seriously i would always have the recurring nightmare oops sorry i would always have a recurring nightmares that he was watching me and through this picture frame it was awful so now that i'm like into the paranormal now that i'm planning events it's it's kind of comical but <laughs> i um i ended up in savannah so i i live closer to atlanta i'm from alabama Oh, should I just go to the part where how I got into the? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, we, we'll we'll shift gears into my favorite ghost story. Uh, oh, I got portion of this stories. because it's obviously a part of this journey <laughs> to becoming you know the head of this uh, this paracon. Right. So uh, so tell us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just like jump ship. No, Sorry. no, that's no. quite all right. Let's go. Here we are. Yeah. Okay. So Chucky ruined Kenna's life growing up, and I hated <laughs> all scary things, like the Tales from the Crypt skeleton. Ugh. Oh, I love He that. was the worst. They're cool <laughs> now, but like growing up, so my husband ended up stepping on a bomb the day before our one-year wedding anniversary. Oh, no. We ended up living at Walter Reed Hospital for four years, yeah. 61 surgeries, and while we were there, it was nuts. It's fun to look back now and be like, wow, we made it. 
So now we're at the good part. Now he's a right. physicist because of all this. It's, it's amazing. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I look back and I'm like, had he not gotten blown blown up, essentially, we wouldn't be where we are. It kind of led us down this crazy path that includes the paranormal. Um, so while at Walter Reed, he was like, we were spending a lot of time in a tiny little hospital. We were getting on each other's nerves, and he's like, you need to get out and get a hobby. <laughs> and literally that same day, there was an audition for a show called the RIP Files. And I, oh, right. So I ended up on the show with almost zero experience, but it leads me back to Savannah, Georgia. So after Eric got injured in, in 2012, my husband, uh, 2013, his, um, his brother was getting married and they were moving to Savannah. So they wanted to like, I mean, not moving to Savannah, getting married in Savannah. So we were planning the wedding. So I was like, you know, I heard Miley Cyrus share this story about when she filmed the last song. She stayed yeah. in this haunted bed and breakfast called the 1790 Inn. And there's this, there's a ghost named Anna and you should stay in this room. So I hyped myself up and I rented this room because we were going to be brave Ghostbusters. I have never been so scared in my <laughs> entire life. <laughs> I literally had Spongebob on all night. I had to keep the blanket around my head because Boogeyman can't get you if you're under the blanket. <laughs> I scared the mess out of myself. And this was like 1.30 in the morning. And my sister-in-law, Amanda's like, if anything wakes you up and you wake me up, I'm going to kick your butt. So we're I'm, the whole night. I've already talked to Anna. I was like, Anna, I thought this was a good idea to come here, but I'm scared to death now. You don't mess with me. I won't mess with you. I left the lights on. I turned SpongeBob on, like not even kidding, because by the time I got there, I was like, oh my God, what if you do see a woman standing at your bed? What if you do? I started hyping myself up because the stories of Anna where women would wake up feeling like pressure on their neck or choked. And I'm like, they're like, just don't sleep on Anna's side of the bed. It's the right side. So I get there and I have this plan, like, I'm going to make Amanda sleep on the right side, on Anna's side, and I'm going to see what she does to her. But then when you get there, there's journals beside the bed, and it's like, oh, the haunted armoire with the, with the Ouija <laughs> right. board opens up by itself, and it's on the left side. And I'm like, oh, wait, is the right side if you're looking at the bed or if you're laying in the bed? <laughs> then I started freaking myself out. So we're, we're going to bed, and I'm by the bathroom, and that ends up being Anna's side of the bed. So I was like, oh, man, this is not... This is not where I wanted to be. So I, I like sat up most of the night when I fell asleep, finally fell asleep. Like, no kidding. The bed shook like a bull ran into the end of it. And I sat up and I was like, this cannot be happening. This cannot be happening. And I lean over and I look at Amanda and she is snoring. And I'm like, oh, dear, Heavenly Father. <laughs> I was so nervous. I have the covers over my head. I finally I'm like praying, praying. Nothing happened to me. Nothing happened. It happens again. It happens a second time where the bed just shook so hard. Finally, I fall asleep. I'm like telling myself I'm crazy. I'm making this up. At 530 in the morning, she and I both like, I don't know what it was. Something woke us up and we both sat up in the bed covered in sweat. I look at the air. It's like 68 degrees and 530 in the morning we leave. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to go. We survived. But that kind of like piqued my interest even though I'm Chucky's ruined my life and I'm scared I'm like okay wait hold up so this kind of I so I shared that story and I shared like I'm one to step on a stick and scream I like scare myself more than I think spirits and ghosts do so I just was like sharing that and then 
literally the day I said, I thought about the audition. I was like, I didn't want to be on that show anyways. <laughs> and they contacted me and they were like, so, you know, we see that you're fun and whatever. So I ended up on like Ditsy and Southern Belle was the words they used, but fun and energetic is what they meant. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's, a, it's a common uh, slip of the tongue. Right. Yes. Yes. Y'all, so I'm like totally Scooby-Doo. Like I, you have to, you have to lure cupcakes over my head to get me going to the dark places, but it, it was such an adventure. So I ended up on the RIP files. I watch the shows now and I'm like embarrassed. I embarrassedly laugh at myself because I absolutely was like a brand new paranormal investigator. There's some times where I was so scared. I would have like a K2 or something leading me to a curtain and I'd stand at the curtain. I was like, I can't open it. They're thinking there's going to be like a clown or something on the <laughs> other side. There's an episode where I'm literally like frozen at the curtain and now I watch and I'm like, can I open the curtain? But I would not open it there. So that, um, I ended up like traveling the, northeast a lot of the civil war states and then i ended up um i would always go in we have psychic mediums people that feel stuff and i'd always be the one that's like i feel like i want some macaroni like i'm I'm always talking about food and then i had like this crazy mediumship experience where i was like standing face to face with this guy in this gray woolly coat and gold buttons nobody else saw him and come to find out I'm like talking and talking about this this guy's old money he's aristocrat like my dad's a politician and he throws parties back in the 1800s our little episode comes out and they're talking about a lieutenant wolf who I'd walked around talking about a lot and they show this basic picture this stock picture off the internet and it's a guy in a gray woolly coat with big gold buttons the exact same jacket and I called the producer and I'm like where'd you get this picture? And she's like, oh, that's the original Confederate soldier uniform. And I'm like, what? Like, I'd already talked to myself that I made this guy up. I was crazy. Like, and then when I saw that picture, I was like, there is so much, the validation was the rabbit hole for me. And then I, I got into energy healing and Reiki and studying spirits more and studying Savannah. So since, since that moment, I've been coming every, like as much as I can come to Savannah, research, find what I there's like I've barely scratched the surface and I've been doing this for 10 years now there's always right. something new history on top of history there's always something new to find so Savannah why not Savannah like this is it became easily my favorite place in the entire I've probably I've probably been to 50 locations maybe not that many 30 40 something like that and Savannah is still like when it comes to the paranormal, I feel like you can't, you, I can't, I mean, I'm sure you could find better. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very diplomatic way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I think it's the sheer amount of spirits that we have here. It's like, you can't not feel it. And even, I feel like even the most like, um, spiritually not open or I don't know what the word would be, but you know, like you're just not as receptive mm-hmm. um, to it. They even feel yeah that energy when you just come into the historic district, you know, it's um, you can't have that many spirits and not feel something. Sure. Um, so it makes sense. And <laughs> we're happy that you're here. Cause I don't know why Savannah didn't have a Paracon before. So they used to have ghost con here ages ago, like in the aughts. Um, 
you know, they had Paranormal Weekend. Um, I want to say the Ghost Hunters came down a couple of times, um, but it kind of dried up, you know, because there's a pulse to any interest. Yeah. You know, it's it's strike while the iron's hot and then it cools off a little and then it comes back. That, and uh, I think that you were getting into it on, on a new rise. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. The, like the ghost adventurers craze and, you know, during that, that kind of second wave because in the aughts you had just the TAPS crew. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, right. <laughs> bringing this big wave of interest into the paranormal. Rumor has it they might be coming back soon. I've, I've, I've heard such rumors. I have indeed. But that, that makes for this interesting thing where it's like, oh, you know, you can, you can almost see the, the comings and goings of yeah. interest in, in the field. But, uh, but I'd like to point out that um, those childhood fears oftentimes link us to these adult fascinations you know the things that really scarred us when we were young the things that really scared us when we were young they become like this interesting sort of uh you know, background noise for for what we're willing to ex- you know explore because right. it was like that thing scared me so much or i was so afraid <laughs> um fear is a very powerful uh character builder it gives you this very specific thing because i'm highly phobic i'm, I'm very scared of just about everything <laughs> so that that gives you that kind of notion of um it's a type of hyper vigilance like when you're sitting in a room and and something makes the smallest little noise in the corner and you're like do you hear that that's me <laughs> yeah exactly you're like oh. There's something over there. It's like, well, I think you're just attuned. You're just, you know, you're you're so receptive, mostly because you don't want it to be there. You know, mostly because you're like, I'm 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 protecting myself. And I think that spirits realize how attuned you become. You know, how very aware of everything around you. Um, but moving on to uh, because we kind of glossed over. I know. I sorry. I just like I just jumped through. Uh, the no, whole. it's quite all right. Uh, I mean, uh, it was uh, exactly what we wanted to know. But but uh, you were saying that uh, while your husband was in um, Walter Reed, uh, you you kind of began your journey towards the the paranormal and the and, yeah. the, and the supernatural. Uh, but uh, that he turned to physics. Yes. From. Uh, so this has been the craziest like journey. He went from like he was in fifth group special right. forces, gets injured, and then he does like a little. He did a little modeling, he did a little acting, and then we landed in Atlanta because he was an actor for a while. He did Walking Dead and a couple other things. Got a couple of roles, but he circles back. So the day he stepped on a bomb, he said time stopped. 
he was able to watch rocks and pebbles and stuff float around his head and he was able to be like this is a bomb i've stepped on an ied please be alive please be alive and that time dilation has led him down the craziest rabbit hole and the stuff that he is studying now is like i've never seen anything like it i'm like him and Einstein would have been good friends. I think he surpassed <laughs> Einstein now. And I say that kiddingly, but not kiddingly. Right. It's like, well, you know, like a prodigy now of this. Einstein was definitely a pioneer of the thought. So your husband definitely has all of that information plus the new, like, yeah. plus what's going on in his head. And time dilation is, is a common occurrence for people who've had traumatic events. You hear this with car crashes all the time. You hear this with people who've been shot. And what it leads to is that perception dictates what reality is to include time because time is just a, a, a measure of perception and right. that's where physics comes in and I find that endlessly fascinating we actually talk about it every now and then on this podcast is we are just scratching the surface of the idea that perception equals reality right and if if an event can can dilate the the force that we feel is you know uh, absolutely uh, irreconcilable you cannot do anything about time it's like maybe you can yeah and, and that's <laughs> literally what he's studying and yeah. it's like he's spent the whole summer researching we have he has a little makeshift research lab it, that's that's how you roll when you're a uh, undergrad student but <laughs> right, exactly yeah he's out there with his with our with our one of our white tables and he's got all his he's like measuring things from the sun and shadows and weird different stuff but it's there's an amazing crossover between the paranormal and physics. Man, he, he took a medic. I was so excited about this in college. He took a metaphysical class and I'm like, we're going to bridge it. It's going to be us. <laughs> and he's like, it was just the God theory. It wasn't even like all the exciting <laughs> entanglement and Schrodinger's cat. It, it, we like didn't dive. He didn't dive where I wanted to. So he's still <laughs> well, working you know, on you're it. You're standing on the threshold yes. is, is what it all comes to because it all becomes theoretical past that point but it's mm -hmm. fascinating that that that's where you end up in in this realm of um here's what we didn't understand for so long and what we don't understand we tend to turn into fears you know what we don't mm -hmm. what we don't understand we tend to to mark in the unknown category and therefore it propagates ghost stories it propagates monsters it propagates all these things and it's like well what if they're all linked to this notion this one notion that we're very susceptible to perception well, and if you break it all down to its simplest form, I mean, it truly is energy. Uh -huh. You know, energy doesn't, it, that's like one of the laws of physics is. <laughs> is energy cannot be made or destroyed. So it's, you know, it's, um, it makes sense that there's such a crossover between the paranormal and um, physics because it's like, well, of course, the energy has to go somewhere, you know, it, it doesn't destroy. So um that's my theory also on, you know, when we're talking about a lot of negative, when people have negative things happen to them, I think a lot of, sometimes it can just be leftover energy, good or bad, negative, you know, or positive. It's all somewhere. Um, one of the people on the RIP file, she had a crazy experience where um, things started happening in her house out of nowhere. They would start having doors opening and closing. She would hear people pulling up like on their gravel thing and you'd go open the door and no one was there. There would be um, like wood throwing, thrown around in their basement. You'd hear it go down there and wood's thrown, but this all started. They couldn't figure out why it started, but it was escalating. And she said one night her bed was just shaking crazy. She was seeing lights everywhere. And she said she was so freaked out that they like 
had a meeting, her and her roommate, what has changed? And she's like, the only thing that's changed is I've purchased a chair uh-huh. from an <laughs> antiques shop. So they go to digging. First, they take the chair out of the house and everything stops. Yep. But they go to digging. They they discover this chair is from a concentration camp in the Holocaust. What? Uh, actual legit from Austria, from somewhere over there. And they connected it back to that. And oh, my God. And the antique shop just didn't care to mention any of that. Right. <laughs> right. Oh We've been God. trying to sell this chair for a long time now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I recently told a story about an antique shop by that. It's it, I've heard that story many times where the item, some item was brought into the household and everything just went off kilter. And you're like, oh, so, you know items can carry with it all kinds of bad you do you know uh certainly uh anything from a concentration camp would have a lot of of negative energy just naturally associated with it so horrible energy from all facets yeah it's like oh god well did the antique shop know do you know i didn't get the rest of the story Uh i just know they did something with the chair and it stopped the activity in the house they yeah. probably put it in the, the house next door and they've been <laughs> yeah. ever since. Put it in the sure. abandoned house and right. just be like, just leave it there. Don't even worry about the chair anymore. Right. You know, the, give it uh, a proper burial. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, I have never seen said chair. I should look into that. I know. That's we, a good question. I would say JT's thinking, he's like, I'll take the chair. Yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> we, we don't want the chair. <laughs> we don't, we we don't, don't want, want the, the chair. chair. Yeah, we uh, have curated, as you can see, lots of little haunted bric a bracs. Haunted so thingies. Fun. Yeah, the um, this portrait we were just telling Chris's wife Megan about um, because when we went to Washington, Georgia, they um, gave us this. And we're like, yeah, nobody wanted it. It <laughs> was somebody's like relative. It's a, it's a family it's member. A, yeah, it's a family member, and they didn't want it. And <laughs> like, so, no, thank you. <laughs> and we were, I, I asked them, I was like, why is there a scratch through her eye? And they're like, oh, the cat. The cat did that. Yeah, and that I'm makes like, sense. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> That tracks. The cat. Okay. Like a perfect, like the cat put out one claw. <laughs> right? And then the three scratches the three. and the, yeah. yeah. She's the not staring me down and creepy right now. <laughs> So, she, so they gave it to us, and they were like, here you go. You can have this now. And we're like, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's – yeah, haunted objects are a whole different beast because it's like you never know what's attached to it. You never know what the story was with it truly because, I mean, you can get hearsay of, like, oh, this is the story I heard about this object. But it's like, is that exactly all the details? Right. Or, you know, but uh, super fascinating, though. Um so what is the process of starting a paranormal convention? That's I mean, a great question. how did you how how do you go from 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 interest to running an event like this? Um, so I did. I went to a couple of events and I saw that they're having people that they enjoy watching on TV with like good conversations and good people and adding events. And I was like, like you said, I didn't see that happening in Savannah. And I'm like, why? Why is that not like Savannah is where I want these people to come and to like, if you're going to see somewhere haunted, please, friends, come here. And so it was just, it kind of started as a dream. And then it took several years of planning. And then once we planned, then the pandemic. So, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a lot of roller coasters. So I think if you have a dream, you just start somewhere. Yeah. So I started little and we're, like I said, I hope every, I hope next year is even bigger. And then the next year, I hope it becomes like a, a huge thing for Savannah. Well, you know, Savannah itself is such a, uh, a lightning rod 
for people who are interested in the paranormal, not not to mention just paranormal activity, but actual, you know, people come here in ghost tourism by the drove. So I I see this as a great opportunity. <laughs> you know, yeah. it should be. Uh, so if you're out there, you know, participate with the, the <laughs> yeah. Paracon. <laughs> well, and it's just like, you know, if you're not in Atlanta, it's kind of um, dry in this region of paranormal conventions. You know, we don't typically get a lot of stuff you have to go out to source it and stuff although we have all the hauntings and whatnot right. it's just you don't always get the opportunity to meet like-minded individuals as well which is super fun um and a lot of our listeners live in savannah too which i think would be really awesome for them to be able to meet you know some of the other right. people who are coming in i mean chip savannah. coffee is a a bona fide superstar he's a, a rock star of right. of of, of the paranormal entertainment complex because you know everybody who who has a casual knowledge of of paranormal uh shows should know chip coffee you know he, he shows up everywhere and he's mm-hmm. he's he's bonafide just amazing so uh-huh. yeah i'm very excited that he's coming to your your convention yeah he just announced uh two days ago that he's now on jack osborne's new show night of terror with oh, nice sharon and kelly osborne um but yeah, he's on. He's also one of the OGs. He has a show, yeah. Psychic Kids, which is yes, amazing. It is. Mm-hmm. It is so cool. You know, a lot of kids grow up well. Either they don't have parents that understand or support it, or they just grow up not talking about it. They're seeing stuff like or they don't even realize. Right. You know, that's one of the the things is a lot of people have no concept of what it must be like to have that kind of of invasive gift, where. Um, well, actually, Madison uh, yeah. <laughs> has 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 this kind of gift where having insight to something that no one else can see or or, or feel or or it's like it can make you feel crazy. Most kids, like, yeah, just shut yes, down does. the 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 conversation because they don't want to be persecuted or or, right. or called out for being crazy. And that's kind of the whole thing about being a paranormal enthusiast anyway, is you tend to wait until you have a door open before you talk about it. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, well, mm-hmm. you got to judge. I, I don't want to talk, uh, you know, any about anything that would bring that kind of judgment my way. Right. Well, I love the show psychic kids. kids yeah, it's for a that great show. Very reason. You know, it's, um, it's very common for, um, children to have these really wonderful psychic abilities or things like that, but they're smothered out of them. Or right. Suppressed. Uh, yes. Suppressed because it's, you know, it, people love to say, you know, children have active imaginations. I was very lucky that I had very, um, supportive people around me, but I even still did not explain to anyone outside of my very close nuclear family, um, what my abilities were because I was like, yeah, that's a great way to get bullied. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like if you don't have the support system, it, it really does, you know, suppress those abilities and later in life they might not even show up. Right. Mm-hmm. I um I used to always liken it to a radio. Like we all have radios. Right. Uh, and and you can go up and down the dial and perceive all these different stations, all these different realities. But there is a reality that everyone agreed to. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all on, you know, the right. 95.5 is the reality <laughs> station. 
And if you if you leave that station, people will think you're crazy. They can't relate to you. You're mm -hmm. listening to different music than everybody else. Exactly. You're hearing different things, seeing different things. So you're told when you're young, that's not real. That's not true. Bring it back to 95.5. Don't let it go. But some people maintain the ability to, to go up and down the dial. And some people get hit. They get into a traumatic event. They have cataclysmic you know, occurrence in their life. And it nudges them out of that. So they're at 95.7. They still hear 95.5, but they have something extra. Mm -hmm. And you hear this a lot where people have near-death experiences and then post that, they have an awareness. Uh, and I think that that's kind of what happens is a lot of mm -hmm. kids are just told to lock it down. You know, just, just lock it down on this or people will think you're crazy. <laughs> or, yeah. pe mm -hmm. or people will, you know, never relate to you. Um, so... Don't let people do that. Don't Go up and down do the it. dial. <laughs> well, and I think that's why it's important to have, you know, um, a supportive community where, you know, like, which we try to foster with this podcast as well, like with the ghost mail segment, it's, you know, um, allowing people to share their experiences without the fear of judgment. No matter how outlandish the story is, it's like, who are we to say that did not happen? Mm -hmm. You know, um, because truly, this whole field is very um, experience-based. And so it's like everybody's perception of those experiences are unique and the theories are equally as unique. So, you know, it's, um, it's nice to foster an environment where people can explore the theory of like, well, it could be this, it could be that, you know, um, in a supportive tone and less of like a judgmental, harsh, like, which is what yeah. we're, which is yeah. what we've like grown up. Uh, most of us grew up like, like you're saying. So yeah, I, yeah, I love it. I love that we can be open with it and be like, hey, I did see something. I did feel something. Right. And people be able to share their uh, similarities. I think I think we all have our different experiences, but like you said, those weird experiences. I mean, I have seen some stuff that I don't even share to most people because I'm like. I am not about to tell you that I just saw that because I know you're not going to believe me. <laughs> right. Right. You, uh, there's a lot of self-monitoring where you're like, well, I, I, I have to choose my allies in this. <laughs> because another thing is you don't necessarily want to introduce people who are either not ready or unwilling to go on that journey with you to something that would be out of their depths. True. You know, you don't want to, to do any damage with right. your stories. <laughs> you kind of like, oh, you know, I don't think you're prepared for, 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 <laughs> right. for this, that, that may not work in your, in your realm. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, it does. We, uh, <laughs> the way our, our, uh, fans became parajunkies was we, um, I mentioned that ghosts are like heroin. <laughs> you get this one experience yes. that really just yes. makes you addicted. And you're like, I'm chasing that, you know, I'm going to try to get that sensation again. Uh, and, and, it's fascinating to hear people's like inciting paranormal experience. You know, the thing that they did and they're like, I'm getting to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not just going to let this lie down uh, because it becomes such a passion. You know, you, you suddenly you are obsessed with it. And uh, sometimes you don't want to do that to a person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes you don't want them to become obsessed with that because you're like, Oh, 
You seem very happy in your life. You seem very happy. <laughs> I don't know if, 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 if I want to push you down the road towards, you know, uh, to, towards this. <laughs> Although some people I find are so afraid of the paranormal that they get addicted as well mm -hmm. because they're like, I want to know everything about this so that I can avoid it. Right. It's, you know. Yeah, right. So, like, I know you're slightly on that realm but indeed. it's uh, <laughs> you know it's uh we've had listeners that are like i am horrified of ghosts i don't like them but i'm obsessed with paranormal stuff yeah because i just want to know how to avoid them at all costs and i'm just like that's a very fair realm as Absolutely. well <laughs> you know that's not all of us are in the same path as a lot of us are on the side of like please i'm so desperate to um have that experience but you know it, it's interesting how vast it can be the ghost heroine can be it's, <laughs> it's true they really ran with the ghost heroine thing yeah. so you know um but so other than you know the experiences that you had with you know anna's room and all that is there any other paranormal experiences that you've had that just like one that you'll never forget uh i i have several <laughs> that I there so I'll take I'll get y'all's input on this one because this one's still I don't know I was listening to y'all's thoughts on doppelgangers so I'm like is this a doppelganger is this a time loop is this I I had such a bizarre experience wait do y'all just want Savannah or just the no, crazy no oh, no you okay cool yeah okay so this is one of the weird ones um, Belvoir Winery it is in Kansas near Liberty Kansas I'm not positive but. It is so creepy. There's so many weird things. And this is the first time that I have, I'm, I feel like from listening to people's uh, description of them, that this is definitely a creeper. This wasn't the weirdest part of the night, but so the Belvoir winery is like four buildings. Only one is running. It's a winery. Um, and the other four, the other three buildings are like dilapidated. There's like ceiling on the ground water on the floor there's been like rituals and homeless people and you just shouldn't really be in there so that's where i am <laughs> and uh, yeah and uh a friend and i were walking and we're walking past this staircase and this is like the mild part of this this was the normalest most normal part to me but there was a a black creature on all four legs and it's it's crawling like its neck is like click 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 and its wrist it wasn't clicking but to me right. it was like yeah, its wrists were like doing this and it was on all fours running towards us. And I was like, oh. that's got to be a creeper. I've never seen it, but I've heard people say that. So I'm already freaked out. I'm trying to like get out of this building. But then we're probably like 10, 15 feet. And you're supposed to get permission to walk around. And maybe I just kind of went into the building because the guy was really busy at the bar. So I'm just like the guy that runs it. Uh -huh. um, he had a a lot of people in there. So we were just sticking our head looking around. So we're about 15 feet from walking back out of the, of the door. And he walks up to the door and he has his bald head and his purple plaid shirt on that we saw earlier in the bar. He walks up to the door and shines his flashlight in our face. And we're like, Oh crap, busted. Me and my friend both say explicits at the same time. Cause she's like, Oh, I don't want to get in trouble. And I'm like, it's cool. I'm going to talk to him. or just say, Hey, we're peeking our head in. They really didn't care, but just wanted to cover our ground. So, and in front of this place is just open, open. There's like half a football field away is the, the other building you have to run back to. 
I walk out this door and there is no man. There is nothing. There is, he's not there. And me and my friend are like, what? She's panicking because she doesn't want to, you know, she lives near there and she doesn't want to get in trouble. So I run into the building. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I take off like full sprint to try to catch this guy. He must have ran really fast to get away. So I run back in the building and I go to the middle, uh, into the, where the bar is. It's in the middle of this big building. And there he is behind the bar serving 20 drinks to people. And I'm like, excuse me, sir, were you just in front of the morgue, like shining your flashlight? And he's like, no, I've been in here. And I'm like, no, no, you were. And he's like, that might've been Frank, the security guard. And I was like, does he have your ball head and your your purple plaid shirt? And he's like, no. And he'll, he like looks at his watch and he's like, he'll be here at seven actually. And so I don't know if that was a time loop. I don't know. Like, like the light went into my eyeballs. We saw it perfectly. Me and my friend were both like, what the, oh no. So I know that that was validated, but the creeper, that thing, I don't know. That was, that was a very, very, um, I'm still scratching my head about that. I don't sure. know. Is that a time loop? Is it a doppelganger? Is it a trickster? <laughs> Am I crazy? I, well, you know, I, all my, of the above. Right. One of my, my, uh, uh, instinctual answers is, at some point in the future from that moment, he hears a noise out there. He goes, he checks it out, and he fleetingly sees two, two, two women in his, in his building uh, as, as, that, as a time loop situation. Because that's, that's, that's pretty classic right there is you see somebody in a place, and they do not see you. But then later, he may have very well encountered something that he couldn't explain. It's you know, so weird. Just for a split second, he saw somebody there, and then he's like, oh. But you may have just gotten a glimpse into the future. You know, you might've just gotten a glimpse into him checking it out later that night or, you know, know at some other so point in interesting. time. Uh, however, to have it so closely follow a creeper incident right. brings about the question of what kind of warping of time space or, or what kind of warping of reality or what kind of warping effect from seeing something that definitive, you know, uh, because that's another thing is like if you see something, especially when they fall out of just simple category, when you're not dealing with, oh, well, that's, you know, old Jim who used to work here. And now <laughs> he's dead. You're now dealing with some entity, something. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how did it get there and what did it do to get there? And what 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 resonates with it? Does it exist in a totally different, you know, dimensional pattern than we do? And you just stepped into the wrong dimension for a second. And then you're 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 playing catch up just to get out, you know. That might be how people just vanish and disappear. Right. <laughs> is they they step into the realm of these creatures because a lot of people think that cryptids could be more paranormally linked than, um, than just being these cryptozoological curiosities, animals that just seem out of place or 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 undiscovered. They think could it be slipping from some other you know. Uh, realm of of reality and if it because that's what I'm, in my brain it's like you encountered something and then you had what seems like a time loop or, or a doppelganger experience you know because the other one is a lot of entities dark shadowy entities can imitate mm-hmm. people you know and in the classic sense they you know, take on the voice of your mother and talk to you or they you know look like a family member and try to become welcoming but uh, but you didn't have a welcoming experience with the so it's like 
that was not an inviting experience having light shine in your right. eyes. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't the classic trap. But the fact that it shined light right, into exactly. my eyes exactly, and you had it so clearly is so mind boggling to me. <laughs> well, so I've actually had two different experiences with two different entities that sound very similar to what you experienced. Um, I had an experience in one of the historic homes. I know they don't like me talking about it, but um, <laughs> one of the historic homes in Savannah. Um, if you know, you know already. But um, basically, I was working for a different tour company, and we had access to the house. And so I was uh, in between tours, and I was you know, just walking around the house, wandering like I always did. And there was this entity that uh, we knew of that portrayed itself as both a little girl and a little boy. I was the only one who would say that I'm like, it's the same entity because they're like, oh, it's there's a little boy and a little girl. And I'm like, no children died in this house, first off. Um, it, there's no indication that they had any connection to this house in general. So I'm like, weird already. But I also always thought it was weird that you never saw the boy and the girl in the house at the same time. Well, we were... Uh, while I was in between these tours, I saw what looked like the little girl go into one of the parlors, the the front parlor towards the front um, the front doors, and I decided to follow it. Uh. <laughs> so I was like, "Let's see if maybe there is the little boy in here as well." <laughs> and so I go to follow the little girl, and she's not in there. And I noticed something scurry under the couch. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And that's so, weird. And so I'm just curious because I've, I've seen spirits my whole life. So I'm not afraid of ghosts to my downfall, unfortunately. I I would be the first to die in a horror movie for sure. And so I go and I look under the couch. And what I see is this black entity, like the darkest shade of black you could imagine, standing on its fingertips Ugh. like that. And it reminded me so much of the creeper entity that you were talking about because it moved kind of like that where it was like... Yes, like it doesn't have... Yeah. Like it's hyper... Mobile. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I've always chalked that up to being a... Just a very low residual malevolent entity. Not residual, but low um, vibrational entity because it... We call it the anglerfish because angler it baits fish. people with the, the little Children. girl. You know, the anglerfish is that big, ugly fish yeah. with the yeah. light on the end. So the light is, it shows you something that raises your curiosity or, or moves you in one direction or the other. But then there's this horrible, yeah. jagged tooth yeah. thing at the other end. But that's what we always referred to it as. And then the other experience was actually in this building there is what we call the trickster spirit. One of our para-junkies, um, you know, is a big fan of the trickster spirit because she also is one of the drivers for our tour. And she and I were sitting on the trolley uh, waiting for the guests to come out. And one of our actors, uh, Bill, he's an older man. And so usually after his part, he would just leave early, you know, so he'd get home and all that. And so... It wasn't uncommon to see Bill come out way before any of the guests. So one night we were sitting and we see Bill come out the door and start heading towards the front of the building. And we waved to him. We're like, hey, Bill, you going home? And he completely ignored us and just kept walking, which if you know Bill, which I know you do, he yeah. is not that type of person. He does not pass up a conversation. He does not <laughs> pass up a conversation. So we're like, that's really weird. And then about... 
15 minutes go by because we never saw Bill come back down. We were like, maybe he's just like in the bathroom or something, whatever. We see Bill come out the front, the, the doors again. And we're like, wait, how did you get? And we're like, Bill, come here. And he comes walking up and he's like, hey, ladies, how's it going? You know? And um, we're like, did you go down at the front of the building? He's like, no, I just got done with my part. I'm going home now. You know? And we're like, that's so weird. And that is not the only experience we've had with that trickster where it's portrayed itself as like actors during scenes like one of our actors almost quit because he had such an intense experience with that entity so it sounds to me because that seemed like pretty similar to what you had yeah. i wouldn't call it a doppelganger for sure but i would call it like a trickster yeah. and i wonder if it wasn't the same entity almost um well there is something interesting about that whole concept of of the way it moves being so unnatural that it seemed like its joints were because oftentimes it's regarded that when darker entities attempt to look like humans, they're getting it wrong. Like they have to like work yeah. out the kinks yeah. of, of how the body moves and it creates a, a, a momentary lapse. Like you can usually tell if you're dealing with something uh, supernatural. Um, and I guess, you know, it's funny because we're now looking at all this AI art. So if you ever look at AI art, you'll oftentimes say, oh, there's too many fingers on that hand. Or, yeah. you know, there's something weird about this image. They didn't get it quite right. Like, right. It's, it's hauntingly inaccurate. You know, there's something there. And I think that's true of when you see a, a supernatural entity attempting to look human. There's something uncanny about its attempt. Yes. You know, and movement is one of the big ones. You know, if it's moving very strange, you're like, oh, you don't yeah. understand how muscles work. No, this you're, thing you're, was a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you're, you're pretending like <laughs> to have a body, and it's it's giving you trouble. It's like, oh wait, why why what's this? Why why does this work this way? Yes. <laughs> well, Kenna, thank you so much for coming on today, and I'm sure when you're in town again for the Paracon, we'll we'll have to meet up with you yeah. so we can talk some more. Um, but we've really enjoyed hearing all your stories and yeah. things like that. And I'm so excited for the Paracon. I think it's going to be an amazing event and I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. But um, thank you for making the, the trip out today. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate y'all letting me do this. And y'all have a table. If y'all would like, y'all are welcome to be part of the Han Savannah Paracon with us this year. So if you want to see us at the uh, yeah. Paracon this year, come on down. We'll be, uh, we'll be at a table uh passing out wares and poking people in the eye. Yeah. And okay, uh, we're not going to yeah. poke people in the eye. <laughs> that, that costs extra. Yes. Yes. Well, maybe we'll build you a throne and you can be throned as the ghost <laughs> king and you can come kiss Chris's rings. It's Please don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll introduce y'all to the special guests. We'll see if we can't get them on. Sure. That'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. We met Heather Taddy at the um, Paranormal Society's um, there. Horror Con. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we, we loved her. She was so sweet. And, um, so I'm excited. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, if you want to come meet all these fun guests and, uh, do investigations, you want to buy some spooky wares and, um, investigate Mark's house. Yeah, de definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely come on out. It's going to be a great time. So, uh, but with that, y'all, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.